From the studios of Advancing Vibrant Communities in Modesto, California, this is Lighthouse Live Radio on the Lighthouse Live International Podcasting Network. Welcome to Lighthouse Live, the radio voice of advancing vibrant communities. Our mission is to motivate believers to move out from the four walls of the church to personally serve the needs of their neighborhoods. Get ready for a no-holds-barred, honest look at the Christian lifestyle the way Christ commanded it to be. All that and more coming right up here on Lighthouse Live. Well, good morning to you, wherever you may be, Pastor <laughs> Pastor Mike. That's a different good morning. I'm surprised huh? you remember. I yeah. That. Well, I have my second cup of coffee here, yeah. so we're uh, we're doing okay. Pastor Mike Douglas here, along with Elaine Harlan, our producer and co-host. Welcome to Lighthouse Live and the Lighthouse Live International Podcasting Network. Uh, great to have you with us, wherever you may be. And today, uh, Elaine, we truly go international, mm-hmm. don't yes, we? we do. And uh, appreciate those of you who uh, listen in places like Israel and. Iraq and uh, so many other places. And ten- yeah, today yes. we'll be talking about Slovenia and one of our favorite people. I'm glad you're back in town, Todd Honeycutt. Great to, great to have you with us. Um, before we do uh, uh, get into talking to uh, Todd about the wonderful ways that God is using uh, Todd and his uh, family uh, in Slovenia and what's happening there, we're going to check in with our friends from Voice of the Martyrs. What will people think when they hear that I'm a Jesus freak? Hey, what's up? This is Michael Tate with the story of another real-life Jesus freak. Because she's a Christian, Leibia spends much of the 1970s in a Russian prison and comes to expect the nightly whippings from the faceless guard. But one night she looks into his weary face and sees how he also is tired of the beatings. A voice tells Leibia to forgive this man, for God loves him too. So as he lifts his whip, she lifts her head and smiles. The man is stunned, and Leibia says... I see you as you once were, a beautiful, innocent child, and I see you as I hope you will be. She then tells the guard how Saul of Tarsus had been a torturer, but was changed by God. That night, the guard's life is also changed forever. Will you take a stand? Go online to persecution.com. Back with you live here on Lighthouse Live. You know, uh, Matthew 5.43, you have heard that it was said, Love your neighbor and hate your enemy, but I tell you, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you, that you may be sons of your Father in heaven. You know, that love your enemy thing is tough. What a great, what a great story from Voice of the Martyrs. And uh, let's check in now with our friend Brad Dacus from the Pacific Justice Institute. It's time for The Legal Edge, a look at your rights as a Christian, a parent, and a citizen. And now with a look at what's happening on the legal front, the president of the Pacific Justice Institute, Brad Dacus. Well, it's Christmas season. That's right, a time to honor the birth of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Yet in so many office places and retail stores, the phrase Merry Christmas is replaced with Happy Holidays. The fact is, there is nothing illegal about Christmas being acknowledged in every aspect of society, at work, in public places, and in public schools. So the next time a store clerk says Happy Holidays, Respond with Merry Christmas. After all, merchants who are smart will recognize that deliberately camouflaging 
The good news of Christ's birth simply isn't good business. I'm Brad Dacus. To find out more about The Legal Edge, call 916-857-6900 or log on at pacificjustice.org. And friends, just a reminder, uh, we are postponing the uh, seminar with yes. Brad Dacus and the Pacific Justice Institute. Originally scheduled for February 12th, we're going to temporarily postpone that. We'll let you know when that's going to be rescheduled. Look forward to uh, seeing Brad and his team here. But again, we are postponing it. If you have it on, uh, have it on your calendar, that's uh, Tuesday, February 12th. That date will be postponed. Yeah, let's take a quick look at the Volunteer Center of the United Way Linda Hand List. The Central Valley Homeless Veterans Christmas Potluck is scheduled for this coming Saturday, December 15th. For residents of the Modesto facility, volunteers are needed to help prepare and serve the special dinner happening for 20 residents. Uh, the setup and cleanup between 4.30 and 8.30, donations of prepared holiday dinner or dessert items, very much needed flatware dishes, uh, holiday gifts for the, the people there, financial assistance also needed and very much appreciated. Now, the Central Valley Homeless Veterans is a non-for-profit organization providing a drug and alcohol-free environment and uh, offering transitional emergency and temporary housing, three meals daily, medical assistance through VA job placement assistance and uh, employable for fixed income, SSI, GA, VA pension uh, for veterans of the Central Valley. Very worthwhile thing for uh, for, uh, our volunteers to become uh, involved with there. Stanislaw County Police Activities League, or PAL, as we affectionately call them, a holiday gift preparation, make the holidays more uh, fun for at-risk children uh, participating uh, in the PAL programs. Volunteers needed uh, starting today through the 14th to prepare, wrap holiday presents for uh, and distribute them for the kids. Infants to 12 years, uh, holiday parties going on through the 17th. Uh, flexible hours for volunteers to uh, participate in here. And uh, again, donations for toys, games, all kinds of sporting uh, equipment, things are needed. Uh, PAL provides youth with uh, alternatives for drugs, gangs, and uh, other criminal activity things uh, uh, happening there. Uh, we had a chance to partner with the PAL, remember, mm-hmm. for the uh, the big basketball great tournament. Great basketball Oh, tournament. that was, yeah. uh, that was a great time for the Memorial Holiday weekend. That was fun. United Samaritans Foundation Christmas dinner distribution, helping to provide hot holiday meals for the needy in series. Houston, Keys, Modesto, and Turlock, and that's a uh, uh, going on through Monday, Christmas Eve, December 24th. Uh, volunteers needed to help out with dinner preparation, uh, distributing the meals from the United Samaritans lunch trucks, and uh, also cleaning up after uh, the holiday meals in Houston, Modesto, Turlock, uh, and volunteer shifts ag- available once again from 8.30 in the morning until 4.30 in the afternoon, uh, depending upon the site you're able to serve at. Uh, monetary donations uh, and traditional pre-cooked holiday food items are needed uh, to help provide the 2,000 meals uh, this Christmas holiday uh, for children and adults. Very much appreciated. The United Samaritans Foundation Daily Bread Ministries providing hot meals or bag lunches to the needy of Stanislaw County weekdays from its kitchens in Houston, Modesto, and Turlock. So many opportunities for us to think about serving uh, the Modesto Gospel Mission, Salvation Army, the senior facilities that uh, we speak about, lots of uh, nursing homes, 
homes and that you can reach out to and, and visit with uh, the elderly uh, people there. The Alzheimer's affiliates of Stanislaw County, the American Red Cross, and just a number of opportunities for us to serve at. And if you have any questions on any of these items with the Volunteer Center uh, of the United Way, please feel free to call our friend Barbara Borba. She's reachable at 209-544, or 524, excuse me, 1307, extension 113, again, 209-524-1307, extension 113. And you can always give us a call here at 544-9571. We'd be uh, only too happy to uh, answer any of those questions for you. Keep in mind that you have the opportunity to go out and uh, have some fun with the ABC Christmas caroling team. Uh, It begins uh, tomorrow, December 11th at the English Oaks Nursing Facility on West Rumble Road in Modesto. Meet inside the front door lobby at 645 uh, tomorrow night. And just a wonderful opportunity. See, they don't let me sing. That's well, why that's I play more. <laughs> if I sing, I send them the way, cardiac you, arrest. Are, you know, are so your it's lips a, uh, still? I'm kind of walking on them this morning. But yeah. <laughs> well, what a great time that was to come celebrate Christmas. You know, what, what a joy it is to, to play, uh, you know, to the, to the glory of our Lord yes, at this time of year. absolutely. Just a, just a great privilege. It's a a wonderful time. Well, you know, it doesn't seem like it's uh, been quite a year since uh, Todd Honeycutt, you were here, but it really has been uh, a year, and it's just a a wonderful uh, pleasure to welcome you back, but welcome back to, to Lighthouse Live. So glad to have you. Glad to be back here. And uh, we're amazed at how quickly the time goes by, especially (laughs) as we get older, but... uh, Todd doesn't get older. No, and I don't think he does. I, I think that we're we getting older. We have a time older, warp but, in Slovenia. But, uh, is, when you right? get our age, it just, it just goes goes by quickly. But uh, you're still young and active, uh, Todd. And no, we're, actually, we're, I, I must admit, <laughs> I just turned 40 a couple of weeks ago. So you still really? A, still a kid. So, uh, it's a sad Well, we know this last year's been an active one for you and Sarah and Lily and and how are they, by the way? Doing great, doing great. Lily's now three and a half years old, oh, and uh, we we don't hear much of her speaking Slovene because we we uh, take her to a daycare a couple of days a week just for that reason. But uh, every time we come and pick her up, the lady says, "Oh, she did such a good job today." And then I'll ask her in Slovene, "Lily, how was your day?" And but she'll answer me in English, "It was fine, Daddy." So <laughs> looking forward to the day when I'll converse with her in Slovene as well. How sweet, uh, you know, getting your guys' emails. Uh, we can see, and the pictures that you send are just sweet. She is growing, like we say growing like a weed you know it's just really you know speaking of those emails uh, you know todd you you have done a great service to those of us Mm. who are headliners you know i don't talk in fine print you know my (laughs) wife speaks in ultra fine print i speak in headlines and i so much appreciate the way you construct i mean if you have if you're not on their list and you want to pray for Todd and his family and the tremendous yes. ministry that they're doing in Slovenia. He has a great email. Uh, I mean, you, you get the headline, the mm-hmm. sub-headlines, and then a picture and uh, to illustrate one of the points and then some interesting, you know, this day in history. And I, I just, it, it is a masterful job. And for those of us who speak in headlines, Todd, we thank you for the way you do that. Well, glad to do that. Glad to do that. We see that as part of our role in that um you know, we often as missionaries say, hey, pray for us overseas. Mm. But some missionaries, and I don't mean to criticize others, but some send out maybe two or three newsletters in a whole year. Yeah. Well, there's no fresh information and there's no excitement about, ooh, what's God doing this week mm. in the country where mm. I'm serving? So we really yes. see it as our job, as part of our job, to inform people about what's happening there. So we're glad to do it. How can people get on to your, uh, and we'll do it at the end as well, but yes. how can people access that email? Sure. Easy address to write down is Todd at BarnabasVision.com, T-O-D-D at Barnabas, just like the biblical character, 
vision.com. No space is anything in there, and uh, we'd be glad to add anyone on there. Slovenia is one of those countries that, uh, as you can probably guess, isn't on many people's missions radar. So we'd be glad to add you uh, to our list and add Slovenia to your missions radar because it's a place that definitely needs prayer. Amen. You know what is so cool is I know some women uh, who have Bible studies, and and the Bible studies pray for you. Um, And going back a a few years ago, um, that's the case. And some of the names, Pastor Drago, Am I saying his name right? Drago. 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 Okay. <laughs> I have to get right with the language and the pronunciation here. But we have prayed for him starting several years ago. That's and great. have kind of followed the stories and uh, how's he doing and, uh, and you know, just watching the everything just kind of unfold. Yeah, because that, that's real life, isn't it? Um, I remember a missionary from, from my home church, First Baptist, who had been on the field for decades, decades. She came back one year when I was the missions guy and showed us a, uh, a video of where she had been serving to, to the pastoral staff. And they were just amazed. We, we knew that she was translating the Bible somewhere in Mexico, but we pictured some desert, dry, flat mm-hmm, thing. Well, mm-hmm. it was this mountainous green jungle. <laughs> and it was like, wait a minute. There's something lacking here. If we don't understand, you know, where where one of these people is serving that we've, you know, been supporting for probably 30 years at that point, um, that that was a great impetus to me as, mm-hmm, as we headed to the field mm-hmm. to make sure Slovenia is very real and uh, and that the information is fresh so that people are praying. You know, let's kind of set the the geographical area so people have an idea where Slovenia is located and and a little bit about the democracy. Beautiful country. Beautiful, so, I mean, God country. did some wonderful architecture. In that I, area, I hate to he? say it. Whenever we come back to California, I, I, I have a couple of thoughts. One is brown. Now, I, know, <laughs> I know that this is not Especially exactly... Especially in the Modesto area, right? Well, you know, when you come over the Altamont from San Francisco, it's like, oh man, everything's so brown. Now, we pay the price in Slovenia because it rains all the time over mm. there, so yeah. that's that's one of the realities. Right. Slovenia is the northernmost part of the former Yugoslavia, mm. so we're to the uh, to the east of Italy, to the south of Austria, to the west of Hungary, and just to the north of Croatia, right on the Adriatic Sea, just to the southern border of the Alps. Mm. So, a beautiful green place, um, prosperous, the most prosperous former communist country we were the only ones this year january 1st we took on the euro and so uh prices rose a little bit but uh, but on the whole it's it's handy because then you don't have to have multiple currencies in your wallet right. when you travel and um but despite all the affluence and the beauty uh, one of the um highest suicide rates in the world one of the highest alcoholism rates in the world mm-hmm. drug use abortion all of those things strange in a, in a country of such affluence to have all those things. But it just shows that it's a place that needs the gospel and a place that is geographically and culturally strategically placed to reach other countries, especially southward into the Balkan Peninsula, mm-hmm. a place where over history, boy, you know, wars and uh, bloodbaths and all sorts of horrible things often happen in the Balkan Peninsula. So we just pray that Slovenia will take its place in the Great Commission. Todd, culturally, uh, how does the the former communist culture play into today as uh, as you're ministering to people are there still vestiges of of that time of thinking that become challenging for you well since we're here in advancing vibrant communities one thing that comes to mind as you were listing off the different opportunities to volunteer mm. there's definitely a a mindset of socialism to where oh the, the state has that covered or well, what if what if we reach out to this group well you know the government already has a program for that mm. and the reality is in a lot of those places um the people who are involved in those things are doing it more out of 
Yeah, here's a little business opportunity. I'll work with drug addicts because I'll get this money from the from the state. Huh. And the programs really aren't that effective. Uh, this is what we hear from Christians who are trying to get into the into the market, shall we say, of, of working with these folks and getting government dollars to work with that. But um, but yeah, in the reality that there are many opportunities to volunteer in Slovenia. It's just that Slovenes don't quite see it yet, and there isn't that idea mm. of whether of your time <clears throat> or in the churches. I can say especially of giving of your finances there just is not that that um generosity that 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 we might see here and that's something that we're working on definitely well again that that really speaks to the heart of god being implanted in the country and uh, and a, a terrifically big void there and uh and i i learned very you know, we had the opportunity the great privilege of visiting todd for a very short time what about two years ago three years ago i two, guess three years ago yeah yeah one of the immediate faux pas is that they took us to a, a pizza place. How could that and, be a faux pas? Well, no, the pizza was fine. Was just, <laughs> I, I learned that you, you don't ask for ice oh. in your in your sodas or whatever. That That's kind of a big cultural no-no there, right? They, yeah, they look they, at you like you're from Mars or something. Yeah, th- that's just uh, Europeans often have different perspectives on things, so that's one of their things, <laughs> that if you eat ice, Isn't you'll get that- sick. Yeah, but you know that's just what they were raised with. Grandma probably told them that, so there isn't much of a. It's like you got without your sweater, you'll get a cold. You know, sweater, I mean, we have our own things here, right? Cross <laughs> No, we certainly do. But loving your your neighbors as yourself is kind of a a foreign concept. Then is that what I'm? Europeans getting? have a have very few, but very deep friends. That these are probably people that they became friends with in high school or something, and they're going to be friends the rest of their lives. Mm-hmm. So the way that we relate in America, we relate maybe a little more on the surface, but we relate to just everybody. You know, everybody, we even use the word friend for just about anybody. You know, I just meet you, and hey, well, you become a good friend, or you know, let's talk again. Well, over there, they don't do that. And so that just says that they're a little more about caring for their own, about caring for their family, caring for their circle of friends, Maybe not as uh, as uh, interested in 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 the broader circle, and that might seem harsh. I don't know if that's that's really absolutely across the board accurate, but in in broad brush strokes, that's that's the reality. And so, when we talk about um, the the church having an impact on society or in serving in society, there isn't a large vision for that. I, mm. I can't I can't think off the top of my head of many models to where their churches actively involved in serving the community other than i would have to say working with addicts is probably the most common form of outreach that churches are involved in right now you know as we're, as we're talking about this subject uh it occurs to me you know we have a very transient society here especially in california people move all the time you know and it's hard to find a lot of native californians and and you know we just move uh in in the area that you're serving, Todd, are there deeper roots? Do people tend to be as mobile? Or what, Absolutely. What? No, no, no. Pe- people are very set, not just so much. Uh, people's identity isn't so much that they're Slovenes, but that they're from this particular region or for even from this particular village. Ah. So, um, no, people hardly ever move around. And so hmm. there's pluses to that. There's there's roots. There's um sense of belonging. There's also can be sense of control. When uh, what we're seeing in recent years is as some younger people are coming to Christ, placing their faith in Christ, and then taking that very important step of baptism, Mm -hmm. oh boy, Mm -hmm. then things start happening and grandma starts disowning them or um, Uh, they're they're, they're not allowed to come to family functions anymore. Mm -hmm. And that's just Mm -hmm. reality within that that kind of a context, a, a very Catholic context where, you know, it's a very cultural form of that, let's just say. It's just sure. a veneer of 
that, that's been there for a thousand years. A tradition, it's to be Slovene, it's to be Catholic, but it has, you know, if we look at those statistics about uh, abortion and suicide, you would say, now, wait a minute, those are absolutely antithetical to the Catholic Mm. faith. And so it just shows that that, uh, even those who would claim themselves as Catholics have have little uh, knowledge of the Bible, what the Bible says, and certainly not talking about personal relationship with God. We've seen the Catholic uh, religion and and movement change here in the States. Do you see it changing there as well at all? No, no, not really. Uh, Yeah, it's hard to to talk about, you know, with the Church of Modesto, Mission Greater Modesto. There have been different times where we've worked more closely with the local Catholic churches. Um, And when I try to talk about that over there, yeah, it's just, it, it, it's almost nonsensical to many of the evangelicals because there is such a great divide. And as you may know, fairly recently, just within the last few months, the Pope himself has taken some steps backward from what John Paul had done and saying basically that where John Paul had said, you know, we're all Christians and, yeah, we believe that we're the one right faith, but everybody else is okay and we're brothers. The, the more recent Pope has said, no, we're the right faith and, you know, everybody else has something wrong. And so that that's hurtful in, in, in Europe, especially where there's lots of, ecumenical in the good sense, movements to, hey, you know, we're all on the same page here, um, let's let's stand together. It was hurtful, I know, for the Lutherans and different ones to, to hear some of those things. So, But all that to say, there are born-again Catholics in Slovenia, there, there are um, growing uh, revival movements within that. So, But again, you know, in Slovenia we're always talking about small numbers, so, you know, a couple dozen people or a couple hundred people would be about it. With uh, that type of cultural dynamic, Todd, where tr- tradition is in place, uh, there's a, a, a tie to the geography. You know, I came from this region. Uh, how difficult is it? Or, or talk about the challenges and, and how God allows you to pierce uh, that armor and develop relationships and develop friendships. How, how has he kicked open the doors for you in that way? Well, on the personal side, relationships are all about time. Mm. And, uh, boy, you know, we're going on mm. six and a half years there, and mm. we're still finding that even with some of our close coworkers, we're still working on what they might term friendship. Mm. That, yeah, we're coworkers and we're doing things together, but the ability to just hang out together or to assume some things, there has to be a, a certain level of trust. Mm. Um, with regard to, uh, on a positive side, with regard to history and the longevity of, of uh, Europe, you know, because here, it's kind of funny to be here in California where you're traveling around and we have these historical markers for things that happened 50 years ago or 100 yeah. years ago. <laughs> you know, that's, that's, that's nothing in Europe. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, one thing that we're looking at for next year, next year we've talked about this, I think, before, is the 500th anniversary of the birth of Slovenia's uh, reformer. His name was Primoz Trubar. He was kind of uh, a, a half a generation beyond Martin Luther. So as the Reformation spread south in Europe, um, he was one of those ones. It was actually in Trieste, Italy, that he uh, caught the vision for what the what the gospel really was. He took it back to Slovenia. And that's a great opportunity for us to, to utilize something that is the most Slovene thing that you could get, because this is the man who synthesized the Slovene language. He took all these different dialects and made it into a literary language, much like Luther did with German when he translated the Bible. He was the one who even coined the term Slovene. The Slovenes were broken up into three different Austrian provinces, so they had no identity whatsoever of themselves. And so he was the one, in the very first sentence of his very first book, My Dear Slovenes, Grace, Peace, and Mercy, and the True Knowledge of God through Jesus Christ is what I pray for you. That's the very first sentence. One, it gave them identity, and two, it said, 
what I want you for you to have is basically a personal relationship with God. I don't want you to worry about tradition. I want you to worry about Jesus Christ and what he says your relationship to God needs to be. So we're focusing on that for next year. In fact, uh, just in the week since we've left, the, the final official steps have been taken to form the True Bar Forum, mm. which is um, a, a group of pastors and church leaders, all Slovenes except for me, um, who have formed a, a formal organization to not only uh, deal with the issues in 2008, but also into the future, just to recapture that Reformation heritage that was lost. You know, the, the Reformation was a huge movement across Europe, and sometimes we think, eh, it was just a political thing. People wanted to get out from under Rome. But I can say that in Slovenia, from what we see, a lot of it was genuine conversions, genuine people seeking after God. And then um, uh, the, the the Catholic armies of Austro-Hungary came back in and forcibly re-Catholicized. So, so they lost that history. And uh, and they need to recapture that. Slovenia is uh, one of the smallest countries in the European Union, and the European Union, uh, just like you know, in America around the time of the Civil War, more and more power at that time was going to Washington, more to the federal government, less to the states. Similarly here, more is going to Brussels, less to the individual countries. There's kind of this identity crisis, and we're just trying to say that your identity, Slovenes, can be found in in this man, Primoz Trubar, who wanted you to be able to be educated, to have a language, to have an identity, so that you yourself could pick up your Bible and read it and have a personal mm. relationship with God. What a great opportunity. It's, God's it's, timing, right? It's a Kairos moment that, yeah, boy, wow. we would really encourage you to pray for that because there's a lot of hurdles, there's a lot of division between churches, a lot of, lot of things that need to happen. Even I can say there's some projects that we've been talking about that would cost a considerable amount of money, but they could impact the whole country and really shift the perception of what an evangelical or even a Christian is. So we just really need wisdom in what God wants us to do. In six and a half years, Todd, you guys have had an incredible impact in Slovenia already. I'm just wondering, what do you see God doing in your lives, you and Sarah and Lily in Slovenia? I, I think of, of you guys in, in, in that country, and, and do you get homesick for Slovenia when you're here, or do you get homesick for here when you're there? Or, you know, as a, <laughs> as a female, I think of those kinds of things. Yeah, I, I would you? say, especially as we're here, especially now that we have a daughter. Mm. Yeah, it's it's been uh, very wonderful to be home. One of my favorite things, a couple weeks ago, we were down visiting Sarah's brother, Jim Bauk, is now a former singles pastor at Big Valley. He's now down at a church in San Diego area. Mm. I took Lily to Legoland. Oh, and then I took her to Knott's Berry Farm with three of her little cousins. And those are the kinds of things you just can't do. Yeah. So those are the kinds of things that, that you kind of, hmm, or our traditional family Christmas trip, uh, Christmas tree trip after Thanksgiving. The day after Thanksgiving, I go up to Placerville and Apple Hill and cut down a Christmas oh, tree. Oh, isn't that a great experience? That was wonderful. And, but yeah. I haven't done it in four or five years. Yeah. We were here on our last home assignment. Uh, we were able to do that. So, mm-hmm. yeah, those are the kinds of things that you go, hmm. That yeah, you know, it's we can't get cheddar cheese over there. We can't get root beer. There's some of those things kind of. Oh, so do I you like stock that. up on that stuff when you're here? Sometimes take it back with hey, you. Could you bring some cheddar cheese with you? <laughs> <laughs> but those are of course little things. It's really yeah, family. Family's getting older, and um, so yeah, I'd say that's that's the most important thing for us. Yeah. When when we're here, I would have to say yeah, you know, I, I don't know that I. At this point, it's been a busy year, tough year in some ways. Um, so I'm glad to be here. This this is definitely the Lord's timing. But, you know, uh, you come back to Modesto and here's the newest strip mall with exactly the same stores as, you know, the strip mall 20 miles down the freeway. And you kind of go, huh. 
It and isn't quite as interesting, I must say. And to, yet it's to live grown. Here. Look how much we've grown. I know. Well, Goodness. but is that a good thing or a bad thing? I'm not quite sure. I don't know. You know, we're you not either. We're still thinking about as that. You try <laughs> driving down the freeway in the afternoon. It's like, is it's crazy, this the best huh? anymore? Do you have no. all the traffic over there that we have here? Well, yeah. The, a lot of these countries didn't have the infrastructure, especially of freeway systems. Mm. So, you know, Slovenia is just about done with a large X, let's say, right across the country. But where that isn't, boy, huh, the little two-lane roads can be can be crazily crowded, but but unnecessarily so, I would say. Just that they need to get the infrastructure. Do you have road rage there? Um, <laughs> they curious. have road rage in the sense that you know Slovenes. Um, it's it's usually culturally inappropriate to express anger or or your true feelings. Mm-hmm. But sometimes behind the wheel of a car, they're a little more uh, anonymous, and so they do things that they wouldn't normally do. So yeah, there's. Not so much road rage as in, you know, you hear about in L.A. people shooting each other, but road rage in the sense of, ooh, they're kind of threatening me, you know, they're kind of accelerating behind me or they want to get around me. And motorcyclists, oh, boy, they're the real crazy ones over there. Yeah, that, that was a real experience. By the way, I do have, you know, I envy a little bit one, one thing you have there, and that is a car called the Octavia. And uh, it's, I think it's made by Volkswagen. You can't get it here. And uh, there's we, so many cars over we, there that you just can't we get fell in love with that cars just absolutely amazing. But it, uh, yeah. you know, something that's really worthwhile and, and useful and, and made for a family. Of course, you can't find here. You got to get the big, you know, gas guzzlers. Or that's what we that. see you know, <laughs> as, as your gas prices rise and you're 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 not even you know approaching what we pay in Europe. We're more like five easily five dollars a gallon. Are in you serious? So, yeah. so, you know, you come back here and wow. Cars are just enormous. They're yeah, they absolutely are. enormous, and um, you know you just you just get used to the way things are over there. Another thing over there is that Slovenia is very ethnically homogenous, so everybody yes. kind of looks the same. And you come back here, and wow, look at all of the different colors of God's rainbow. It's just mm-hmm. amazing to see that. And that sounds silly from someone who grew up here in Modesto, but that's the reality of living overseas. And and, and six and a half years ago, Todd, let's talk about the whole reason inside your heart that the Lord led you to go to that country was so that you could tell people about God's good news and that you wanted to tell the whole world about God. And the and and in addition to that, the passion that I that I gained here for the whole body of Christ within the Church of Modesto and Mission Greater Modesto, mm-hmm. um, that was something that Slovenia was and is, but to a lesser extent, really lacking. Uh, a, a sense of identity, that we are the, the Church of Jesus Christ and that we, we need to stand together. So... Yes, we we work um, in, in let's say in the evangelistic sense. That's that's something you know with neighbors, with uh, students that we're teaching English to. You know, yeah, we're we're on the ground doing some of that. But a lot of our focus is really the broad picture. Let's try to get um, Slovene Christians on the same page and, and uh, working forward together. And by the way, we miss you, Todd. Uh, you know, for those of you who who may not be as familiar with Todd, uh, God has gifted you. Uh, with some tre- cre- cre- wonderful creative talent, not only in music but uh, artistically as well. And, and for many years, uh, uh, Todd was a tremendous asset to us in the, in the Greater Modesto Ministerial Association, uh, bringing your creativity to um, everything from brochures to just, you know, how do we get this message out? And so uh, uh, obviously God had had plans for you to use those giftings in, in Slovenia. Uh, before we, I know we're bumping the clock a little bit on our half-hour break here, but just talk very briefly, Todd, about um, how God led you to choose 
Slovenia. I mean, it's not exactly a country that's on the tip of everybody's tongue. No, and as a, as a history major at Stanislaus State and as a child growing up, I always had maps on my wall. I was surprised mm-hmm. that I never heard of the country uh. when I was asked to be a missionary to the country. Um, long story, but basically that there's uh, mission agencies that cooperate together that want to see churches planted in former communist Eurasia. And in fact, what that's called now, it's kind of morphed into the SCP network, the Saturation Church Planning Network, and I'm involved in that. Um, you can go to scpnetwork.org and see some of our stuff there. Um, just an informal gathering of people involved in what we do, which is helping people to plant churches. And and it was this group of folks that said, why don't you look at Slovenia? There's um, you know great works going on in, let's say, Romania or Bulgaria or Albania, lots of these different places. But Slovenia was one of those places that people just kind of ran past. And the hard thing for me, to be really honest, was that um, you know missions often to us is places where we go where we can, you know, take a team down to Mexico and build a building. Or, you know, the poverty, the, the difference in economic levels between us and the target is so great. Well, that isn't there in Slovenia. Um, they're, you know, roughly on par with Western Europe, you know, Austria and all those places. So that was hard for me. Just a little fun side note. I was at the SCP Network uh, conference we had. You know, Again, we're only talking 15, 20 guys. We were getting together in Czech Republic a few months ago. And there was a guest, a uh, first-timer, who... Um, when he heard my name, he said, Todd Honeycutt, I've heard that name before. This is a gentleman serving in eastern Germany, you know, where the former uh, communist part of Germany, uh, very, very difficult work, very slow going, and very few missionaries there as well. He said, I heard you. I heard you on a podcast recently. What was that? What was that? And it turned out it was Lighthouse Live Is last year. Right? And uh, and he asked a lot of questions about you guys. And uh, I don't know. Uh, he he. he uh, the thing with podcasting is you can somehow get the perception that it's a little more grandiose than it might be rea- in reality. So I know I said it's just a local ministry led by my friend that you know serves the community. And oh, okay. As okay. long well, as he didn't a... want any FBI records or anything. That's like that. right. So that was very interesting. Glad he didn't look too closely into. Who so you can are. add Eastern Germany to your list of. Uh, <laughs> we'll right. do that. Uh, you know, for those who who love the Lord Jesus, no matter where you serve, uh, that people would know and 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 love our God and know that He saves. Uh, and, and that is our message. And that's why Todd is in uh, Slovenia. And it's the theme of Paul Bolucci's song that our God saves. And here it is on Lighthouse Life. In the name of the Father, in the name of the Son, in the name of the Spirit, Lord, we come, we're gathered together.
guest Todd Honeycutt from Slovenia. Great to have you back, Todd, and just wondering how long you're going to be here this time. We're here, uh, this is a home assignment. We used to call it furlough, but that sounds like you're laying on the beach <laughs> sipping mint juleps. Or well, something. you did get to visit the beach a little bit. Did we, did, we did, we did, we did. Right. But, you know, of course, uh, missionaries are uh, always in search of prayer support and financial support. I would have to say that, um, especially for, uh, just a word of encouragement, if, if you support a missionary, especially in Europe, mm. that the value of the dollar versus the euro just continues to, to fall. Mm-hmm. Uh, we were talking about six and a half years ago. Six and a half yes. years ago, it would be about 80 U.S. cents to one euro, and now it's about a dollar forty-seven to one euro. Wow. So we've almost halved our buying power. And wow. so we'll just say uh, for the missionaries that you support, uh, give to them generously because they may not be asking for it, but uh, even if they're, you know, their support is going up slightly every year, and hopefully their mission agency does that. The reality is they just aren't able to buy as much. And, and maybe in the States I know that you're going through the crisis with real estate and things like that. But on the whole, you, uh, you know, your, your, your buying power hasn't been halved in five right, years. Right, right. It's just uh, those of us who live overseas. I know that with regard to exports, the U.S., you know, you can sell the, the exports more readily because they're at a cheaper price. And that's great. But for those of us who live overseas, it's it's pretty desperate situation. Sure, so. and they and you need this support prayerfully and financially. Absolutely, uh, that's time. that's just the reality we were talking about mm-hmm. uh, during the break, the the Great Commission, briefly, and and one of the realities of that is that um, those who who go. Uh, or we should say maybe move, because everybody is going, right? The, the You had it there, Michael. What, what, what does the Great Commission say there? Well, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me, therefore go. And, and I think if you look at, at the Greek, there's more of a sense of when you have gone. So Jesus says, when you have, it's an assumption, when you have gone, uh, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son of the Holy Spirit. That's right. Not if, but when. That's right. That's the, right. The, the, the command is make disciples. The, mm-hmm. yes. the thing that we need to all be about is making disciples. And the target group actually is of all nations. So even though you know you may be volunteering here with uh, with Advancing Vibrant Communities and serving on the West Side or doing different things, that's wonderful. But your end game, ultimately, in the back of your mind, or even in very active sense, needs to be, yeah, but what about those 
uh, 10,000 out of 27,000 people groups that are as yet totally unreached. What about those 3,000-plus languages out of six, 7,000 languages that have not yet a single verse in them? We need to be reaching those people groups because, you know, the Bible says that this gospel will be preached uh, to all the nations, all the ethnic groups, and then the end will come. Mm. So we can talk about prophecy all we want, but the Great Commission is very much tied to it. And uh, given the state of things today, I think the sooner we get that word out, the better. I agree. I agree. Well, let's uh, let's start uh, well, moving it, overseas and giving more generously. Yeah. And, and it's amazing, Todd, with, with all the technology that we just take uh, as for granted. Uh, there are people groups. There are languages uh, where, where the gospel is is a- absolutely not there. I mean, never been reached. Hard hard to really uh, get your arms around that because of our culture here and and communication. There are so many venues and so many uh, With technology being. One yeah, it's it's hard to believe that there are places, but there are. Absolutely. And, uh, we need to pierce that armor. And, and if we were to take a survey of those who are listening right now, some would say, you know, I was listening to a Billy Graham crusade on the radio and I came to Christ. Or I just opened up my sure. Bible. And, but I think for many of us or most of us, it was through relationship. And it was a long period of time with a trusted friend. Mm-hmm. So we're saying, you know, the, the U.S. Center for World Mission says that roughly 10,000 out of 27,000 people groups do not yet have a body of believers. There's no one there that can share with their neighbors, that can say, this is what the gospel looks like in our little people group. And again, we're talking about people groups, not uh, nations, because uh, biblically nations are not uh, political lines. You know, if we were to get out the map of first world, uh, first century, uh, you know, Europe and and central Asia and the Middle East, it it wouldn't look anything like it is today. And in Mm. fact, Slovenia is a great example of it. Slovenia wasn't even a nation until 1991 in the political sense, Mm. but they have their own language, they have their own culture. Do they deserve to hear the gospel? Sure. And Mm. they should be involved in the Great Commission as well. Amen. What's on the radar screen? Todd, you said you were going to L.A.? Uh, we just got back from just LA back visiting from LA. A, okay. a supporting church down there, and Sarah's uh, brother and my sister are, are all down there. Um, yeah, we've just got you know the holidays coming up, uh, Christmas and New Year's with family. Um, th- honestly, this first month has been kind of uh, decompressing from a very busy season, <laughs> yes. and it's been hard even to uh, uh, get my my brain in gear. I had to get it in gear a week ago because I had to preach uh, three uh, times at, at this one church. But um, just trying to get it in gear, and we'll be meeting with you know existing supporters and trying to find some more supporters, financially especially, um, dealing with some possible major donors with regard to some of these larger projects as related to True Bar 2008. And, um, yeah, looking forward to going back, but just looking forward to having some time here to uh, talk with, you know, work on our marriage and get some advice on parenting and uh, just enjoy being a part of, uh, church life. It's interesting to be an attender in church. You know, when when you're so used to. Mm. I mean, pastors know this that when you just when you when you when you have to be on all the time yes. and you're you're showing up and what do we need to do and blah blah blah. Even though in Slovenia we're talking about smaller numbers and it's only a, you know fifteen twenty thirty forty people in a church, you're still always on. And uh, so to come to church and just sit there and oh, there's a nice choir singing up there and I don't have to do anything. It's it's rather. Uh, Strange <laughs> and refreshing. <laughs> and you guys will be here for how long? We'll be here until early February. And, uh, yeah, if there's anyone that has any interest in Slovenia or if there's, you know, many people might have Slovene roots or um, would be interested to hear more about the work there or how you can be a part, we'd be glad to talk with you. Again, Todd at BarnabasVision.com would be glad to talk about that with you. We're with Todd Honeycutt, and we'll be back with more right after this.
Deep needs, deep hurts, spreading far beyond the government's ability to help. Children, single moms and dads, the elderly, disabled, the homeless. Yet, thousands of resources that can meet those needs are sitting right now in the pews and seats of our churches. The challenge? Activating those resources and connecting them with the people in need. We have a proven solution, advancing vibrant communities. We bridge the gap. We connect people and churches with opportunities to serve the needs of their neighbors. Pure, simple, proven effective, advancing vibrant communities. What's our motivation? Jesus' command in Matthew 22:39, to love your neighbor as yourself. The church at large has a biblical mandate to serve the needs of the community. Advancing Vibrant Communities researches those needs, then finds volunteers with the skills and passions to meet those needs. The very first story that Mike told about AVC involves serving one of my church members whose needs I could not meet within my own community. And in that moment, God humbled me and asked me to open my heart and really listen. And as I saw the setup of the database, I realized that AVC is a wonderful partner with my own congregation. It helps us be more effective. This organization comes along and says, I'll do a lot of the groundwork and we'll discover the needs. And then those folks in your congregation who desire to be a part and who have these skills can volunteer. ABC partners with over 80 community and government agencies to help meet the needs of the city. We network with organizations like Habitat for Humanity, the American Red Cross, Salvation Army, the Area Agency on Aging, the School District, and the Police Department. Habitat and ABC is a perfect match in that we both have common missions of helping people get out of the four walls of the church, getting out into the community and helping others. AVC serves volunteers by finding ways for them to help others. AVC serves the needy through volunteer efforts with love, grace, mercy, and compassion. AVC serves churches by augmenting efforts to reach out and meet the needs of their neighbors. AVC serves businesses by helping create healthy neighborhoods, by connecting employees with opportunities to volunteer, and by providing opportunities to donate goods and services to legitimate needs in the community. Well, it works. And I, I, I believe that as in our companies, as being uh, formerly a businessman in, in, in Stanislaus County and, and uh, other counties in the state as, as, as well, that uh, our companies were only as, as successful as our weakest link. And I believe that to be the same case in our communities and in our cities, that we can only be as much as we're going to be based upon the capacity and the ability of others to participate at an increased level and quality of, of life. You know, some of us can do, donate a little money, some a little time, some one or the other or both. It really touched my heart that these strangers were interested in me and what I needed in my life. You know, it's not only hearing it, but it's seeing them, and it's being there in person and seeing the, the need that they have and hopefully being able to do something about it. I will tell you, as you know, your chief of police in the city of Modesto, we need your help in the community making a difference. Volunteer, I know we can put you to work. And I, I promise you, if you get involved, you'll feel better. You'll be happier. 
How can we partner with you to meet the needs of our city? We ask you to consider monthly financial support and to help recruit more volunteers. Advancing Vibrant Communities. Faith in action. Pure, simple, proven effective. Carrying out the biblical mandate to love our neighbors as ourselves. Thank you. And we're back with you on Lighthouse Live, Pastor Mike Elaine and Todd Hennicutt in the morning at a special time. And great to have you wherever you may be listening in, in Slovenia or in, uh, what do we say, East Germany? Eastern Europe. Yes, or, Eastern yeah, Europe. Wherever. All over the place. It's By the way, a program note uh, for yes. those of you listening uh, this morning, our, our normal uh, time to go through Randy Alcorn's book called Heaven mm-hmm. is immediately after Lighthouse Live, uh, Live. However, today uh, it will be at 5 p.m. Pacific time. So you're welcome to join us again at 5 p.m. Pacific time. And we're taking on, I think, the last half of Chapter 13 and moving on to Chapter 14. Great time. Glad to have you. Our guest this morning is a wonderful friend, uh, Todd Honeycutt, and, of course, uh, his wife, Sarah, and and beautiful daughter, Lily, uh, with him uh, here in the States for a while until February. And, uh, Todd, one one of your giftings, too, is is music, and uh, that's been a big part of your life for a long time. And, And God's using music in a powerful way in Slovenia. Let's talk a little bit about that dynamic. You know, it was back our first year in Slovenia, and uh, one of our friends from back here said, hey, what if I brought my blues band to Slovenia? I thought, yeah, you know, they like they like anything kind of ethnic, anything kind of different. But I said, you know, uh, it seems like the Slovene language is really important. You know, that that uh, if, it, if it didn't exist as a country before 91, the language was the only thing holding them together. Mm. Why don't we talk about doing, you know, maybe a concert in Slovene? And that fall we did, uh, it was in uh, October, just in time for Reformation Day, which there is October 31st. Um, we did a concert. There was just 12 of us. We did five concerts. And, you know, a good chunk of it was in Slovene. We had a friend who was studying down in Azusa Pacific from Mm. Slovenia. She came up and started teaching, and that just got the ball rolling. This year, 2007, was the fourth tour of what we call New Hope. And uh, this year, uh, you know, even larger venues, even more people. Mm. um, uh, Some of the the final concerts, you know, having to turn away dozens or hundreds of people. People were just trying to get into that thing. Uh, Coverage on national television, local television. And uh, and and a really uh, would have to say a much more Slovene concert, whereas in the past it was more an American concert. Mm-hmm. Um, we added in some elements that uh, made it uh, have some more Slovene imagery, and and we had Trubar actually on stage. We had a little sketch with him. Oh. <laughs> um, uh, and 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 also one of the most exciting things is we had twelve Slovenes in the group this year, mm-hmm. and uh, and yeah, that was a big step forward for them to to live and work alongside other believers for whom you know the the thing something we say in New Hope is that in in many ways the thing that happens on stage isn't the most important thing. The most important thing is the relationships between us, yeah. our yes. relationships yeah. with God, our worship times. And um, and it's it's a great thing. It's really something that the, the the move of God in those concerts is so powerful that mm-hmm. uh, a lot of this stuff we've been talking about, some of the conflicts between churches or theological disputes, or whatever, they just get kind of washed away. And <laughs> wow, isn't God awesome? Yeah, Amen. God's great. <laughs> Amen. And uh, and we did we did the concert actually here in Modesto a month ago, and we're looking at doing it again in January. So mm. we'll keep you updated on that, uh, possibly on January 11th, that we could do it. Actually, the whole concert in Slovene with English subtitles this time. 
And uh, and uh, would have to say that the people who came to it this year in Modesto were absolutely blown away. And they, mm-hmm. several people said, wow, that was like the best night of worship I've had all year. What mm-hmm. a treat for them. Which is in Slovene. You know, I mean, yeah. these are Americans who don't speak a word of it. But, Talk a little uh, bit about the make of the instrumentation. What, uh, what, what does the group consist of? Um, vocalists and a band. Uh, the first year, the band only played on a few songs, kind of the worship section in the center. Now the band plays on everything except uh, some of the big bombastic songs where you need a track mm-hmm. with full orchestra. Mm. Um, uh, we have uh, folks that are working here all throughout the year, tra- well, not translating, but uh, or arranging, um, rehearsing. Mm. Um, we fly over a couple of Slovene gals each summer uh, that, that we do these tours. And they teach these folks Slovene pronunciation. And boy, I was here this summer just for a week, and got in on the first couple of rehearsals. And what a painstaking thing it is! Oh, uh, oh, it was hard, so yeah. so. This is oh. not just like uh, us, you know, taking a class or two in Spanish, you know, where there are, this is, you know, th- this is a totally new ball game, right? Right. Yeah, I've in never heard of language. this before. To where, yeah, none of these are Slovene speakers remotely. You know, like yeah, I've heard of groups that might go to uh, Mexico and they'll they'll sing a few songs in Spanish and mm-hmm. then they'll do the rest of their concert in English. This is a whole concert in Slovene, mm-hmm. and uh, Slovenes come out to think, wow, what? Why would these Americans spend six plus months? practicing this stuff and it's amazing uh to to see the response uh, throughout the course of the the evening you know we're at the beginning they're just kind of sitting there oh yeah I, I can't understand what they're saying well that's pretty amazing and then throughout the course of the evening to have you know comedy and drama mm. and uh you know pretty pretty touching moments by the end of it you know they're 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 on their feet and clapping wow. and 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 they're being touched by the gospel and We've heard many that's, stories that's of, key. yeah, that, that's, that's the thing. You know, the these key. these little church planters that have been out there mm-hmm. slugging it out all year, and then along <laughs> comes New Hope. Then people start coming to their church saying, aha, uh-huh, okay, so this is connected to you. So you're not just some weird cultish thing out there. This mm-hmm. is part of a broader move mm-hmm. of God around the world. And, uh, you know, uh, I, I read, I remember one quote, I, I read my Bible for the first time after the concert that night, and I've been reading it every night since. Mm. Um, wow. many, many people have, have uh, even come to Christ, which in Europe is a remarkable thing, uh, as a result of this year's concerts. And, uh, and But again, for me, I'm, I'm, I, I, I want to see people come to Christ. Absolutely. I want to see churches planted. But right now, I just see such a need in Slovenia for the church to be equipped and to work together and to be mature. And so mm-hmm. that's what I'm really excited about with New Hope is that uh, especially this group of 12 believers and then the broader picture of the churches that we worked with were envisioned and trained. And, uh, and they, can, they, they get a taste of what, what it could be like uh, as the body of Christ. Wow. Amen. You know, and, and, and really that that whole dynamic of, of taking the time to learn how to pronounce the words in Slovene and, and all of that, that enforces that at least attempt at developing a relationship. That's right. It, show, it shows you know, real respect, it you does, know, that you yeah. would take the time uh, to do that. And, you know, it, it sounds very much like what Jesus did, that, uh, mm, yeah. yes. uh, or the, the illustration that... Uh, Pastor Rick gave it during the, the Christmas program about the birds, and mm. you know, it would be so much easier to become a bird and explain what the problem is. And, and mm. Christ was willing to uh, humble himself to the point, not only of death, but to the point of being a little baby. Mm. And that's what we celebrate at Christmas time. Amen. Yeah. Uh, what about prayer requests yes. for you and your family? How can, uh, how can those who are listening pray for you with, with specificity? 
Um, well, of course, next year, 2008, the True Bar Project uh, and, the, and the, the newly created True Bar Forum. Pray for that. Uh, the True Bar Forum will meet again this Saturday, and I'll be having some conversations actually just after this show with some folks back there about um, what, what, what needs to happen. Just pray for that, because this could really be not just uh, a, a, an evangelistic opportunity or even an opportunity to kind of, in a sense, rebrand what evangelicalism is in Slovenia. It's the first real broad opportunity that we've seen for people to be able to cooperate. So this could be the start of, you know, maybe an evangelical alliance or something Amen. like that. Um, for us personally, just in normal parenting and marriage and all of that mm-hmm. stuff, uh, home assignment for us is any missionary that comes back for uh, financial support that we have to raise and prayer support, uh, getting in touch with folks. And just for us right now, I think just rest and uh, and uh, getting get charged up for the, the next season. Oh, absolutely. We just pray that you'll be refreshed and refilled and have a wonderful, wonderful Christmas while you're here. And enjoy the uh, long stay. You have a, an extra long stay while you're here. Enjoy your family and friends. Thank you so much for being with us. Elaine, let's give out that uh, email address for Todd one more time. It's Todd at BarnabasVision.com. Todd, with two Ds, at BarnabasVision.com. Thanks for listening.